David Bond Reflections for Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Partners. Acts 10, 1-16. At Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household, gave alms generously to the people, and prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius, and he stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him, and having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray, and he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance, and he saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending, letting down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And a voice came to him again a second time, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. The year was 1999. I had just had hip replacement surgery six weeks before we headed out from Arlington, Texas, to San Antonio. I had pain pills, thankfully, but even if I had not taken any pain medication, I was in no condition to drive. We stopped a couple of times on the trip so I could get out and stretch, albeit with crutches in hand. We were headed to San Antonio to take part in what would become a significant ministry and mission-shaping experience and association with the Pastoral Leadership Institute, or PLI. PLI was designed for pastors and their wives, and the wives were full participants in the process. They were called partners. At that time, not so much a politically loaded term. The partners were in most of the same presentations as the pastors. They had their own separate breakout sessions, as did the pastors. Issues around men and women, marriage and ministry had some very common components, as well as some unique to each issues. But the partner part of PLI was a breakthrough for most all of the wives and husbands. Diane went on to work for PLI initially as the director of the partner ministry. Diane has always been a strong and significant partner to me in life and ministry. Sometimes, however, partners are closer than you think and not obvious in their importance. I think of that as I see how Cornelius used some unlikely partners for his interaction with Peter. Luke tells us that he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him, and having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. It surprises me that he involves these three in this mission. They would be in the know as well as on the ground in their help. Partners are in the know. 
They have insights into your life, thoughts, plans, and motives if they are to serve well as a mission or life partner. If you really want to undercut your effectiveness, keep your partners in the dark. Don't let them know what you're thinking or planning. Partners are also on the ground and in the game. A partner on the bench does no good, but one who is engaged in life and mission with you is vital. This is old news, but worth repeating. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. A cord of three strands cannot easily be broken. That's from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, and verse 12. Jesus himself had 12 partners, three special ones, and one beloved disciple. He sent his disciples out two by two in their mission efforts. This is God's design, summarized in the words, Don't go alone. I thank God for Diane, my partner in life and ministry, as well as others who have come alongside of me to help in each realm. Fellow pastors and friends, church leaders and members, teachers and trainers have all helped me to do whatever good I have done. As I've said many times before, it is not good for the man to be alone. Check out Genesis 2.18. That's true in life as well as in mission. David Bond Reflections, reflecting on the light from God's Word.